Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie, and I'm the director of the Daylin Memorial Library, and with me today is Miss Joanne. Hello. Your glasses look fabulous. Thank you. And Amy, <laughs> our interlibrary loan specialist. Hi, everybody. Hope you had a nice Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day. Excellent. <laughs> and Madison Safer, our producer, is here. Hello. Welcome to your shift. <laughs> um, I almost titled this episode... Can you hear me now? Because <laughs> right. we have been struggling with the audio. It's been a real struggle. For a lot of reasons. Because, you know, the mask does not help. Mm-hmm. And sitting six feet apart or farther away in the room uh, is not good for audio. But today, we're fully vaxxed at the table, sitting across from each other with no masks on. This feels like such a treat. We have survived COVID thus far. Everybody yeah. knows what kind of <laughs> So instead of calling it, can you hear me now? Um, I call it You've Got a Friend. Because so much is happening with the friends of the library that I just wanted to kind of focus this episode on who the friends are and everything that's going on with the friends of the library. Uh, so if it's too much about the friends, I'm not sorry. I, I, that's I, right. I, right. We have a lot to thank them for this month. So uh, let's get started right away. Okay. The good news, I think we were not open fully the last time we spoke. So we are in a new phase, mm-hmm. which is really an old phase. And it's called walkthrough service. So on April 20th, we reopened the library uh, with limited capacity. So three people can be in here at a time. And my good friend Martha is over there checking her books out. It's self-serve today (laughs) while we're doing the podcast. But if two more people walked in, we'd still be fine. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a mask on. So even though the governor dropped the mask mandate, uh, the library trustees, trustees, decided that a mask is really important still. So we're gonna keep that mask going uh, because you never know who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated, and the kids are coming in, so we wanna be super safe. So with an abundance of caution, please wear a mask at the library uh, when you come to visit, inside to browse yourself. That's what everybody's been missing, picking out books for themselves. And of course, curbside pickup is still open because who knew that was gonna be such a convenient service? I think people really like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I love? That well, we did not put the young adult books back out in the front foyer. Those kids are gonna to have to come in and go all the way to the back this summer and then we'll trap them and we'll make mm-hmm. them give, get more books than mm-hmm. they ever thought. But mm-hmm. it makes a really nice entrance and display and it looks particularly gorgeous it right now. Flowers yeah. out there. And yeah, I like it. Me too, I don't wanna go back to the old way. That's not. So um, back to the friends. So, I went into the history, the history of the library, and read, did you know that the Friends formed in 1963? No! Can wow. you believe it? So no, they, I didn't know it was that long ago. I thought it was the oh. 80s, but what I read was that it started for the sole, you know, their mission is very clear. They are here to support the library above and beyond what the taxpayer payer is willing to do. So, mm-hmm. all their efforts... Um, you know, to raise money and uh, get members to help volunteer and do projects at the library to our benefit started way back in 1963 and has continued to today. So has it been, have they been active that whole time? Yes, there was a period, uh, said 1969, and where they had like a little drop off in membership and mm-hmm. then it like came back with new leadership and that still happens. So mm-hmm. we sure. have, you know, different officers in and out and mm-hmm. it depends on what's right. happening at the library. But of course, as we're pushing toward the new library, the friends are super important. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why they're super important. The most amazing thing happened. <laughs> on March 23rd, we were at a planning board meeting and really struggling with the conversation about the new road to the library. Lots of constructive criticism from the committee. <laughs> and it was not a great meeting. It was a little upsetting, right? And you're like, why are we doing this? And why, you know, why aren't people behind us? And the next morning I went to the mailbox and there was a check from, or made out to the friends of the library uh, for $5,000 for COVID relief for the library and special directions at the discretion of the staff of the library to be spent. And so exciting, Mm -hmm. exciting. It It made that whole meeting the night before just be like, oh, they don't believe in the project, but here's someone who does. So we were instructed $1,000 goes to Joanne. Thank you. Yep. Working on my wardrobe. I'm just kidding. $4,000 was to be spent in my discretion, Mm -hmm. and it's for COVID recovery so we can spend it on programs, materials, anything to get us back to what we were doing before COVID. Tell them what we bought. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I want to mention the person because they gave me permission. 
So Amy and Stephen O'Keefe are okay. lifetime friends of the library, which is awesome already. That's a $250 donation one time, and they're members forever. And um, he actually supported these new microphones, too, because he was so <laughs> excited about the podcast that we got a smaller donation before, mm-hmm. but it helped us get this podcast yeah. going. So they gave us the money, and because we got to use it on anything that we wanted, the most important thing that we need right now is outdoor programming space, right? right. Because you can Absolutely. give us all the money in the world to hire Ellen we Hildebrand still, to come to a talk. We still can't fit people in here. Where mm-hmm. are we going to put people? So a 20 by 30, brand new, brand new, not rented, white, right. we own it, wedding tent, alcohol. It's beautiful. Is in the back. I love her. And um, that has so much potential. Mm-hmm. And it's very exciting to think about what we might host under that. So we've been dreaming. We got it up. And I have to thank Ryan and Daryl Pelletier from Brookline Auction Gallery. They also rent tents. So if you're you, if you're in the market for a tent and you know you're going to be, you got a graduation, you got a wedding, you got a reunion, you got to go to these guys. They're awesome. They came, this tent came in five boxes and mini parts and they opened everything up they popped it up we had a broken part they're like no problem get because it wasn't we didn't buy it from them we didn't buy it from them and they still helped us Mm -hmm. they sure did and they got there's a million ropes out there in stakes so we know it's not going to blow over what a knocking of wood today (laughs) (laughs) um but it's the perfect size it fits oh it's so windy i'm looking out there right now but nothing's happening it's Mm -hmm. not going to blow over uh so they gave us their time and talent and it's up it's perfect and we're getting ready to host uh, the first event underneath it. We've been trialing it. Joanne's going to tell you about her story time. But it's almost time for the Friends of the Library plant sale. So it's sad that Spring Gala is canceled, but the friends, you know, looked forward um, and said, hey, we might be able to do the plant sale, not the books, not the junk jewels, but we can't, the plants don't wait, right? right. So mm-hmm. in order for the friends to have successful fundraisers, they've got to have fundraisers, right? Mm-hmm. So they decided, um, this was kind of before the vaccine was like fully out there, where they were taking a chance and they put this date on the calendar. So Saturday, May 22nd, the Friends of the Library plant sale. There's already 200 pots in the back filled with glorious um, plants from all around town. And Sue Reese is the chair of that. And she's also our interview today. So mm-hmm. we'll have her talk more about the plant sale. And also the Friends of the Library. Have you ever gone to vote? And after yes. voting... There's an awesome spread of delightful baked goods. Of course. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is the Friends of the Library. So I'm not going to say it's tradition that they do it, but it's kind of a tradition because mm-hmm. they have such a strong member base and a commitment to the community that they host this event. And it's just a donation. You drop whatever you want into the jar. Uh, but there's some fantastic treats there. So they are going to be hosting the Election Day Bake Sale on June 8th because voting got moved. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, June 8th, inside the NPR. And so maybe only two people will be there with a mask on, um, but there'll be plenty of treats. Mm -hmm. And stop in and support the friends that way. There's also be membership forms there. And then town meeting, of course, June 18th. Don't miss it. Saturday, June... Oh, I'm sorry. 12th? 12th. 12th. I wrote it wrong. Yeah. Um, And it's going to be... Are you ready? I'm ready. Under a tent, maybe in the parking lot Mm -hmm. of the village school. Mm -hmm. Last night at the selections meeting, they were trying to make a decision whether it was going to be indoors or outdoors or hybrid. And I think we came to the conclusion that no matter what, they're getting a tent and it will be um, safe to mm-hmm. be at town meeting. Right. And you never know, by June 10th, maybe the governor has dropped even more restrictions and even right. more people are vaccinated. Things are moving quickly. Pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Um, lots and lots of things to vote on. Please go to town meeting. They're going to be voting on that road to the cemetery. Um, not the road specifically, but kind of the engineering work. So it's okay. important that they you know, kind of nail that down, what that road is going to look like and how much it's going to cost. There's a fire truck warrant article. There's more articles for the town hall renovation. Not the full up renovation, but again, a little bit more work with the architect. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you how to vote, but I'm encouraging everybody to go and find your seat and get your little piece of paper and maybe we'll do bingo. Maybe. <laughs> People were throwing me suggestions last night at the Selectman's oh, meeting. Yeah. Like, oh, that phrase would be good for the bingo card. I love, uh-huh. I love town Okay, mm, it's fine. Well, maybe you can fill the card out <laughs> All right. this year. And then, um, this is sad news. Uh, Edith March, who, of course, is a friend of the library, the former director of the Dayland Memorial Library. She was the director here from 1996 to 2003. Passed away on Saturday with her family surrounding her. It's sad. Um, she is a member of the Morning Book Discussion 
discussion group and she was at the April meeting. I had no idea. I went to the May meeting and asked where she was and and they said hospice was mm. with her. So she passed on a beautiful day and her friends have, have been commenting with memories of her. So we'll soon to see the obituary, but know that this is an important person um, in our community that has passed and uh, her legacy for us lives mm-hmm. in this building because we still see mm-hmm. her handwriting. I know that she was instrumental in automating. You know, it went from books that were checked out and stamped by hand to mm-hmm. all of a sudden a computer, which must have been a challenge. Can you right. just imagine yeah. um, a long time My goodness, right. librarian and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. here's a computer, figure it out, right. and then put a barcode on everything. And so. she did. And she did. Yep. So um, rest in peace, Edith. We will miss you. And, um, and we won't my, forget you. We will not forget mm-hmm. you. And um, there's going to be something special in the new library. I, you know, I would love to see a wall. Uh, we were talking about this, like a plaque of former directors or, or import. Because we always mention the trustees are here with plaques. Mm-hmm. But you know, the kind of working daily people. And I know she had a big group of friends. So we'll see um, what we can do special up there for her. So friends, 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 so much going on with the friends. If you are not a member of the friends and you are listening to this podcast right now, (laughs) get on the uh, library website and click on the Friends of the Library tab. And there's a membership form there. Join for as little as $15. You can be a friend of the library. Mm -hmm. You can be a lifetime friend for $250. Amy, you just joined as a lifetime friend. Fantastic. Recently. And uh, what does that get you? Verbal praise. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, verbal praise, but you you know a newsletter every month, right? And share. you know that you are helping to be something bigger um, than yourself. You are helping to run all of those things that we just don't have the budget for. All of my book clubs um, are really sponsored by the Friends of the Library. You know what I think of? Hmm. There would be no Halloween here if it right? wasn't for the Friends of the Library. They pay for the drop box outside because mm-hmm. these big expenses that you might not be able to ask the taxpayer for, you know, mm-hmm. Halloween's a $500 night. Yep. So $500 every year. Every year. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good memory for the kids and um, the friends sponsor your book clubs and just a whole bunch of things. So mm-hmm. um, we want to thank the friends from the bottom of our heart. They make it happen. And when you read the town report, which is coming out in two weeks, uh, you'll see that we make a note of the Friends donation and the Dalen Trust donation because without them, we could never do all the things that we do here. So thank you to the Friends. We'll definitely see everybody at the plant sale. And that's my plug for the Friends of the Library. Joanne, what is happening with the kids? Well, let's see. What are they going to do under the tent? Well, we've already, we've already been under the tent once. So we had a little bit of rain, a little bit, as you said, uh, there was a tiny broken important part on our tent just the part that holds the canopy up <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing special it was just a suggestion but but the Pelletier brothers did get that tent up and staked perfectly within the hour I had a very large amount of children and their caregivers under the tent can you imagine if we didn't have the tent <laughs> well it would have been a different story it then. would have been yeah so it was <laughs> So my spring story time under the tent has started for the Thursdays in May. Brag a little bit. Tell about the baby boom. There has been, I think, a baby boom in town. Can I say how many kids? Sure. Why not? Goodness. We had 48 people under the tent. Um, That's under 50, which I I don't even know if that's the gathering rule anymore. (laughs) Mm. Well, we were spread. There's There's a lot of space out there. And my new boyfriend, Dr. Fauci, says we don't have to. I have thought he was mask. my boyfriend. How dare you? I think He's he, not he can go around. So um, we don't have to be masked when we're outside as long as we've got space. We have space. so We don't judge like, you if you wear it. It's fine. No, if Keep you want to wear it, go ahead. Wear it. And I'm wearing, I wear it everywhere inside. But when I'm outside and there's space, I'm happy to take that off. And um, we had our smallest babies were... Um, we had one that was just two months old oh and one just a wow. tiny bit younger than two months. Mm. Um, and then all the way up to probably about seven years old and mommies and daddies and grandpas and grandmas and nannies were all there. It was so exciting. It was very exciting. When people came in and checked piles of books out because mm-hmm. we haven't done that in a long right. time. And that energy of next. Who's next? And people yep. waiting at the door with piles it's of books. It's wonderful. I'm like, this is what it used to feel like. Right. It like felt manic good. at the desk. Yeah. Story and time. I did yeah. like a little bit of work ahead of time. Uh, last year, I got a generous donation from another friend. Beth Kershaw gave me 
money so that I could get these um, book bag kits, story time kits ready. Because normally in pre-COVID, we'd all be crammed in here in this little ringing room. Ringing the bells. Ringing the bells. <laughs> so I would have like a basket of bells and a basket of toys and a basket of mirrors, all the things that we need. And, um, you know, we're all sharing those things. If you've ever shared something with a two-year-old, you might know that it might be in they your like mouth. They like to lick it, right? They do like to lick it. And, um, <laughs> and then I'd be like, eh, what do I do with these things? So everybody has their own bell and mirror and book and stuffed animal, they're plastic animals, so that we can do our same songs and stories together, uh, but we're not um, spreading those germs. So they'll be way. back on Thursday, right? Yeah, so they can check those bags, they've checked those bags out for the whole month, and then they'll return them at the end, and we can wash them like we're the laundry women. And um, so yeah, that's very, very fun. That's what I'm doing this month. And the fairy garden is up and running. Another friend. Ready to go. Can yeah. help you? Yes, um, the Breckenridge gentleman. Um, Larry and his son Tommy came on Saturday and gave one of the fairy gardens a facelift. They scraped and painted one of them, and they're coming. They say they're coming back. I hope so. Um, they did a great mm. job this weekend to paint the picnic table. What? For it is me. very nice. Mm, it's a little. It's practically all chipped <laughs> off. <It's practically> <laughs> <laughs> Paint's all gone. Darn winter ruining the picnic. I table. know it. So um, anyway, if you want to stop by and see the fairy garden. Please do. It's I did fun. post that on um, Sunday as a Mother's Day idea. Like, we have the dar- most darling fairy garden, right? Mm-hmm. And there was, like, so many dandelions out back. And there's a little bit of seating, like six chairs and a picnic table. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you want to play, um, there's also free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Take your little Zoom meeting out there. Mm-hmm. Bring your picnic. It's bring- a wonderful spot. It is a cute spot. Mm-hmm. So And it's right here on the corner. Well, I'm glad we got the garden updated. I know we're going to be heading uh, quickly into the summer reading program time. Do you want to reveal the, the uh, theme and sure. the, the summer reading program? The national, the national theme is tales and tales, so stories about animals. Awesome. And um, my husband and I have been planning the um, structure that will be out front. I'm super excited to see mm-hmm. that. I think yeah. it's very clever. Yep. I won't reveal. All right, but... don't reveal, but look for it in the next few weeks. And we normally have... Are you painting? Are you sculpting? Is it... Oh, you just said you weren't going to Recycle? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's not recycled. It's recycled. And um, so Tales and Tales, will, so I'm trying to plan some little field trips to... Uh, we have a lady in town... Tala McBride has alpacas, so we might have that. Do they have tails? I don't even know. They have little fluffy tails, okay. and and so we're going to have maybe a a um a field trip to the alpaca lady, mm-hmm. and maybe we can go to Friendly Farm. And that would be it's fun. Be super fun. My crafts are. Um, I've done all the prototypes for all seven fabulous crafts, and I'm just getting them photographed for Amy so we can have the sign-up sheets. We do really nice, fun crafts, stories. I heard there's a game and yes, there might be... Um, Dice are involved. Yep. Prizes, incentives, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. the good prizes. Friends of the Library, another thing they do yep. is sponsor yep. the prizes for the summer. Oh, for and parents, watch out. There might be there might be an animal with a tail as a prize. <gasps> are you kidding? A no. live animal? Mm. Of course. Oh, not oh a bird. Boy. That was pretty loud. Not yeah. a bird. That was a couple of years ago. I just ago. love the fish. The fish were fun. Well, fish not this year because Does next... Does it run on a wheel? Next, <laughs> next year, it'll be fish because it's all about underwater. All right, we can't reveal So watch that. out. But you just wait and see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so summer reading program registration is going to be the first Saturday of June, as always. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even the town meeting's the second Saturday of June, so yep. don't worry. Yep, so come and register. We'll probably do a pre-registration online again, like we did a couple of years ago. So you can get all that um, boring paperwork out of the way and not stand in line, but you'll need to come under the tent and sign up for the d- different crafts and activities because we have limited space for That's them. That's true. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to miss out. You no. are going right. to want to make the woodland lantern, the lion mask, 
Oh, the lime mask. Lime mask is good. The bird on a branch. Good, good. Okay. A tiny rabbit in a tin. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss that. Mm -hmm. And the most important part, and we really missed the kids last year, is the reading. Coming in and being able to pick your own Mm -hmm. books. And I was at deliberative session. Amy, you were there the other night, too. Mm -hmm. And there was a mention that reading scores have Mm -hmm. dropped. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to blame COVID and this and that, but... We are the reading recovery plan for the summer, right? right? If your children have, you know, online fatigue, we get it, it wasn't great, but here's your opportunity to turn it around. Get the kids signed up for the summer reading program, let them come in and pick whatever they want. We yep. strongly encourage that. Our graphic novel section is yep. like always out, and that's like a kickoff. Dip, good, you read your graphic novel, now go find Alice in Wonderland or whatever else mm-hmm. you're going to read. But we're, I'm, I'm going to touch base with the village school and see if they want to set up a required reading um, situation for the kids for the summer and get them to read three books, you know, this summer. I don't think that's too much to ask, and it can be fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if the scores went down. Yeah. Um, it's important. It's important. It's important to read. Uh, read to your child if they if they are reluctant. Uh-huh. I had a reluctant reader. I had one too. My son mm-hmm. was a reluctant reader, and so I would um, trick him. Because I, I would just sit down and start reading out loud until it got good. Agreed. And, and then I would just leave it there, and, and he would usually pick it up and finish it. But definitely he needed a little extra push to get going. We also read, I read to my son who was the reluctant reader mm-hmm. um, through third grade, mm-hmm. and a series, like the series of unfortunate events mm-hmm. is 13 books. Right. So they're not long. Mm-hmm. They're great for nighttime reading. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you come in and you don't know what to read to your child, ask us. We know. You read yep. the whole uh, Redwall series. Nearly. I think we made it to book 18. There's, Phenomenal. like, 22. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so there's so nothing great. better than that. In my, I, I'll never forget that series. Mm-hmm. I know you, same yep. thing. And yep. it's great. But everybody mm-hmm. listens and enjoys it. So. Right. Uh, we're looking forward to the return of the kids here this summer. It's going to be exciting. And the theme is so open-ended. Exciting. Yep. And I can't yep. wait to meet that animal who's going to live here all summer. I know. Madison's going to love right. it. A couple of things I'm bringing back. Um, so we are wide open to suggestions for Under the Tent. Here are some ideas people threw out. The return of the cookbook club. Yeah, Let's do it. Let's do it out it's there. better than alfresco. And today we put a little lighting in there. It's so, so it's pretty like, under there. We have been known to go a little bit overboard. What? Uh, I'm also thinking of movie nights. Maybe mm-hmm. a bingo for books night. I'm going to do bingo for We sure. definitely have to have music under the tent. Mm-hmm. And maybe a game night. Yep. So I am wide open to suggestions from the community. Oh, and by the way, dance. we got a suggestion box at the library. So maybe <laughs> for the bubble. <laughs> So pretty. So pretty. Make your suggestions. <laughs> and we're good. So, all right, we're going to pause for a minute, and Amy's going to come back with reading recommendations. Shh. Okay, so book recommendations. Uh, first, I think I'll talk about books that I've read recently. Uh, I finally got to read Sparks Like Stars by Nadia Hashimi, and that one I think I mentioned back in February. It was it came out in March of this year. I loved it. I really, really loved it. Really great book. It's uh, the main character grows up in Afghanistan. There's a big traumatic event involving her family. She ends up in the United States, grows up, becomes a doctor, and then runs into someone from her past in the course of her career, and then it's kind of the story of what happens from there really beautifully written. Um, she actually wrote uh, The Pearl, shoot, The Pearl That Broke Its Shell or something like that. I, and I had started reading that years ago and then just put it down because I was busy, but now I want to go back and, and finish that. The other book that I recently read and just finished reading it last night was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo oh, by I Taylor, Taylor Jenkins Reid. What, yes. what is the resurgence of that book? Because it's not new, but it are they making a movie? I'll, I'll get to that okay. in a minute because there is a reason why people I see the cover that right now. everywhere yes. like it's a brand new book. Yep. So it came out in 2017. She also wrote uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, mm-hmm. which if you haven't read that, awesome. listen to the audiobook. It's so worth so listening awesome. to the audiobook if you can get it. Good for summer, on. too. Yes, and Taylor Jenkins Reid is really great at writing kind of these fictional celebrity stories. That seems to be her thing. Um, there's a big secret reveal that comes towards the end of the book. My jaw just dropped. I totally didn't see it coming. It was great. Um, so that's another good book to check out. Books that are new releases that I haven't read yet, but that I think I might enjoy. Good Company by Cynthia Daprix Sweeney. Did I buy that? I 
don't think so. That one came out at the beginning of April. It kind of kind of like slid in there quietly. She wrote The Nest, which came out a few years ago. That's it. And that was just an absolutely delicious family drama. And Good Company is kind of um, marriage, motherhood, friendship, exploring those sort of relationships. It sounds good. It's got a gorgeous cover. Yes. It's blue with all these really bright colors. They keep putting the cover. It. Yes, it's beautiful. And then the other you book... You did read it? I haven't. Oh, okay. Haven't. The, the, the cover is beautiful. I'll make sure to get it. <clears throat> the other book that... Um, it's nonfiction. It's a memoir. Uh, it came out today, actually. It's called Heartwood, The Art of Living with the End in Mind by Barbara Becker. And it's a series of stories that she's kind of exploring... Um, she wants to inspire readers to live with the end of life in mind and is showing that thinking about loss rather than shying away from the thought of loss and grief is really the only way to live life to so its it's fullest. nonfiction. It's nonfiction. It's a memoir. It's technically a memoir. Okay. And it's stories of experiences that she has done after uh, a very close friend of hers was diagnosed with, I think it was terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of inspired her to think about life and loss and love. And so it's all these different things that she did. I just, I thought it sounded fascinating. Um, You know, I love nonfiction. So yeah, I thought that would be a a nice, a nice book to have. Um, And then, uh, so uh, books that are upcoming, books that aren't out yet. So here's the Taylor Jenkins Reid tie-in. Her latest book, is called Malibu Rising, and it comes out May 25th. So I think people who are in the know book-wise have seen that she's got a new book coming out, and they said, wait a minute, I never read that Evelyn Hugo book. So now everyone's circling back. So they're not making a movie or anything? I haven't heard anything about a movie, but it wouldn't surprise me because it would make a fantastic movie. It would make a great movie. Like weirdly on Instagram, you'll see it. Like you know the girls on TikTok that will say, they'll put their book on the side of the bed or mm-hmm. it's like a quick yeah. it's always on the pile and I'm just like it was good here okay maybe yeah. that's why it was really good so um, Malibu Rising it's the main character is a the daughter of one of the husbands mm-hmm. in the Evelyn Hugo book mm-hmm. so I thought that was kind of just a fun tie-in I like those kind of um, tie-ins and I, I don't I don't get the sense that like if you haven't read the Evelyn Hugo book it wouldn't affect your ability to enjoy this new book. I get the sense that it's it's not that. You don't have to They're read the completely first separate. It's just kind of a fun thing where she went, uh-huh, yep, you recognize that name. That's right. right. Her dad was one of Evelyn's husbands. Yep. Um, so that's coming out May 25th, so two weeks. Another book that I'm looking forward to, and I'm probably not going to say his name right, but Alex Michaelides, mm-hmm. he wrote The Silent Patient, his next book is called The Maidens, and it's coming out June 15th. And that's, um, think, murder at Cambridge University with a secret, so- secret society and the story of Persephone woven in. Oh. So it sounds like it will be a very, not quite literary fiction, but very kind of intelligent, fast-paced, witty. Better free your summer up but. because there's so many <laughs> books. I put a pre-order in yesterday mm-hmm. for like the June books and it was like 12 books that you had to have. I can imagine. This isn't even the ones that are going to come out that are like second tier. Right, so right. So every publishing house is probably like throwing out the summer reads. Oh yeah. And early. Look for yeah. them early. Look for them early. So that one I think will be really good. I think a lot of people will be looking to read that. And then the other book that I think will be really good, um, Grady Hendrix wrote uh, her, her, him. Ooh, wow. I don't remember. Anyway, Grady <laughs> Hendrix's next book is called The Final Girl Support Group, and that comes out July 13th. And the other books that Grady Hendrix has written, it's um, one of my favorites from last year, The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, which oh, yeah. is just a really <laughs> fun, campy witty story and I get the sense that the final girl book will be very similar so and I hadn't known this term before the final girl it refers to the last girl who's alive at the end of the horror movie you know she's like the one that's like clutching the axe and she's dripping in blood and she's defeated the bad guy and so she's she's the one that survives sounds like you the story (laughs) that's Madison (laughs) so the this book the final girl support group it is a, the main character is, a, you know, it's a fictional story, but she's supposedly a real life final girl who survived, she survived some camp massacre or something. And 
um, she's been in the support group with all these other final girls, and now mm. they start going Sounds missing. Sounds like a book club title. <laughs> and it's, so it's, uh, you know, what, what's happening to all these, these final girls. So, um, yeah, that's what's, that's what's upcoming this, for later this summer that I'm looking forward to. Are you not going to talk about the Ellen Hildebrand? Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Okay. No, it's funny. I guess I didn't. I'm like waiting. I'm like, yeah. And? And? I I guess I think I compartmentalized and kind of put that, like, that's in my personal thing. So June 1st, Ellen Hildebrand's new book, Golden Girl, comes out. And I have a ticket to go see her. I'm so excited. At an ice cream shop in Rhode Island. Maybe you should take the recorder with you and, like, get her on tape. Because you will, Amy. Okay, so it's called Golden really Girl. Golden Girl, that's her latest book. I think we're going to have two copies of it because I feel like one is They'll not enough yeah. that people, everybody, I on my pre-order list yesterday, um, a good book has a thousand librarians ordering mm-hmm. it. Her book had five. Oh yeah, thousand. I can well imagine. So um, this is just like one company that, and when I go through the list, I'm like, oh, let me just see what other people are ordering and mm-hmm. her like fivefold. So yep. this is the yep. summer title. So June 1st is the publication date. So that's kind of exciting that I'll get to see her. And where on, are you meeting her? On the very first day. It's at Brickley's Ice Cream in Narragansett, Rhode Island. And what so, are you wearing? Um, oh, I had picked out this super cute pink dress and you, you didn't hear the story yet, Bonnie. It just came in the mail yesterday and it doesn't quite fit what we can fix oh. anything so poshmark this time they didn't curse, curse. Meet the mark. okay that's you, okay tell okay. why you have to wear pink what's the deal time. with this so every event that ellen hildebrand does she has a signature color so she'll say at today's event at you know portsmouth bookstore mm-hmm. everyone should wear aqua blue and so that brickley's ice cream the color is powder pink oh my gosh i should give you that new linen dress i just got I'm dropping it off at your house. It's perfect. It's linen, A-line, flowy. She'll love it. Excellent. And then you just put a little sweater because it's probably going to be cold. I'm dropping it off at your house. It's powder pink? It's powder pink. Well, 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 well. Problem solved. I'm not going to be wearing it on June 1st, right? (laughs) There you go. And then uh, the one other thing that I didn't have it written down, but I did want to mention really quickly because you brought this to my attention, Bonnie. Hillary Rodham Clinton and Louise Penny have a book coming out. I sent it to you yesterday on Instagram, both of you. I thought it was a fake... Oh, no, it's, right. it's, it's totally legit. She wrote a book with Louise Penny. It's, it's called so State good. of Terror. Wow. It's not coming out until October, October 12th. We can wait. That's okay. coming out. So that's a wait. But in the meantime, if you are a Louise Penny fan, her next book in the uh, Chief Inspector Gamache mm-hmm. series, which will be book 17, comes out August 24th. And that is The Madness of Crowds. Okay. I think I'm on book eight or nine, so I'm still working I on I haven't even started seven. that series. I'm on book seven. I took a little Life break. is Maybe short. I should get back on it. Life is short. It's really good. It's a good series. Mm-hmm. It's really well written. It the is. characters are so well developed. It's just, you've got the, the short, the arc of the story of the book that you're reading, but then you've got the larger story arc that you're following of his whole sort of life and the life of the characters. It's They become old it's friends. It's great. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Okay, Those are it. all books to look forward to. Um, have an excellent meeting with Ellen Hildebrand. Tell her I said hi. I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are ready for our interview segment. Sue Reese is uh, going to be joining us. She is the ultimate friend of the library. Uh, so give us one minute and we'll set her up on the new microphone. Be right back. Welcome back. We've got our guest <laughs> Speakered feature today, our very own Sue Reese. Yay! Welcome, welcome into the library. You're always outside the library. But I know. Always welcome in. working outside the library. So I have just a few questions for you. Don't be nervous. Could you please tell us how you happen to land in Mount Vernon? Okay, I'm glad you asked me that question because it's it a was, good one. It's a good one. Um, I have quite a story to tell how I landed here but before I do that I used to go to college in New London and I used to drive down Route 13 I would get to the hill and I would see the view and I would say oh my god this is gorgeous now I live here and the connection I have to this town is the town I grew up in is exactly like this really cow farms it has fields it has stone walls horses it's amazing how I connected with a town like Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you move into town? Like how 20, old? 25 years ago. Uh-huh. Wow. We've been here 25 mm. years. I raised my daughter here. Um, 
the school here is, is just wonderful. Have you always lived in the same house or did you have a yes. starter house? Wow. That is your house. No wonder yeah. your gardens are so good. I know, mm-hmm. so 25 good. years of love. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's amazing that you kind of recreated your childhood home mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good story. And you're kind of at the view, right? You're yeah. kind of at the view line. Do you pay view tax? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we have the view there and that there was a town meeting one time where someone was going to build houses on the field. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. No, let's <laughs> no, not do no, that. No. Purchase the view lots, and then they're preserved forever, right? Yeah. And so you can walk up to the school, and when I say up, it's pretty it's steep. It's super up. Yeah. Hike up. Yeah. And when our kids were going there, I would see you and your daughter Heather, or you walking up to get her, and I yeah. would think, wow, lady, that's a... <laughs> uh, how lucky can you be, mm-hmm. really, when you're raising a child to be able mm-hmm. to walk them to school, mm-hmm. walk them yep. home from school? There were a couple of questions on Chatter this week. Like, I just moved here and I homeschool. Should I send them to the village school? And another person asked, what's the best thing about the village school? And, like, I, I had to hold back because, like, I could write so much about right. that. But you had a similar experience. You know, like, you feel so lucky. Mm-hmm. And, right. For sure. It's so an old-fashioned little village school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we were able to walk to the school for much of much of my children's career right. is there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you you can't take that for granted. It's and very unusual. the center of town is also another place. You can walk to the library. You can walk to the general store. You know, your child gets to see a quintessential mm-hmm. town growing up. Tiny town. Yeah, Just tiny there. town. Yeah, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you found this place yes because she is a character in the book for she sure is, for sure <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a chapter but yeah. she's in every she's chapter. in it so speaking of which you have played the part of many characters in in town and so here's i'm going to name a few heather's garden woodman's florist you're an artisan you were a mount vernon village school room mother uh you're on garden and beautification member Lansom Farm Flower Arranger, <laughs> Friend of the Year. That is her highest accolade. Um, she was in that Porsche and floating down. She, she had a hat on. That was a good Bond hat. Those beautiful signs. Perfection. So. You were perfection. Are we missing any other anything? Yeah. What else do we not know about? Oh, she's a tennis star. I know that. Oh, yeah. She probably has a trophy or two for that. Probably. Probably. So I'm going to go back to um, thank you for all those accolades. <laughs> um, You're welcome. I need to tell you folks that the connection to this town is also a connection to my father. So my father in our town that we grew up in, I'm kind of um, vicariously living his life. Mm. He was a tennis player in the town. He did had wonderful gardens. He um, it was just involved in the community, which is what I like to be. I like mm-hmm. to be involved. You I are. Meet, mm-hmm. I meet the nicest people by being involved in everything. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't meet them otherwise. How would I meet them? You're the poster child for volunteering and Mm -hmm. so generously giving of your time and talent. Mm -hmm. Um, You forgot, she's a community educator. She does our flower arranging classes Mm -hmm. here. And um, yeah, I just kind of, I think of you as literally the friend of the year. You know what I mean? Like you're a person that people can easily communicate with and, and you're in every group. People all know you, so. Always a smile and always always enthusiastic because I'm going to ask you next about um, our plant sale that the Friends of the Library will be holding. It's an annual event um, and you have chaired it for several years and um, if anyone's ever had to try to find somebody to run something (laughs) um, every year, you know that you kind of like scour the... The pavement for who who can I get? Who can I talk into? Can I, how many times have people said to us afterwards, too, I'm never doing, I'm never that, doing again. that again. <laughs> that was a great experience. Every Thank spring you. gala co-chair. I'm um, never doing that again. And but with you, so I hope I I hope you don't now tell me it's your last one, but you <laughs> not only keep doing it, but you do it with joy. Like mm-hmm. you clearly like it. And it's super hard work. And we So much work. We know that we probably don't know exactly how much hard work it is, but you really, really isn't hard work, and I have a great team. <laughs> There's 200 pots in the backyard <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. she hand dug. <laughs> so I have the nothing. greatest team uh-huh. that helps Do you want to talk me. about your team? So my um, 
let's see, Shirley Levesque, who is a longtime resident in the mm-hmm. town, is always eager. She yeah. can't dig because she's older, but she mm-hmm. labels the plants, she mm-hmm. prices them, she comes over and does whatever needs to be done. She was watering she yesterday. Yep. So she's a wonderful volunteer. Penny Dixon, who is also new, a new resident, yeah. mm-hmm. her parents ran a nursery. I did oh, not know she, that. No, she she hides her talents. Knowledgeable, <laughs> wow. like we were in a garden yesterday, and she's walking around telling the, the owner of the gardens, oh, yes, this tree is this and this. Does. And if you want to do this, you can do this, and you do it in the fall. This, so she knows so much about wow. trees, plants, mm-hmm. bushes. Um, she's a wonderful asset, and mm-hmm. she is a hard worker. She digs, she pots, mm-hmm. and she's fast. <laughs> I watched her yesterday pot. 50 pots in a second. 15, 20 minutes. Wow. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then Judy Cole, yep. who has helped me for many years. She's, the, also, she's the honey lady. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she's also very eager to help. Um, and we have a great time. We just, you know, if, if we're not all together behind the library getting the pots ready, we go over on our own. Mm-hmm. And that's another time where you can meet people. Mm-hmm. If you're in the back of the library, people are walking by with their dogs, their kids, kids are biking by, mm-hmm. and they stop in. You know, so you're, and you're outside, which is wonderful. Oh, know? it's magical right now. <laughs> Everything's blooming. And the plants mm-hmm. are in such good shape this year because they had the best weather. Mm-hmm. We had the cool nights, not too cool. Mm-hmm. We had some rain, and we've had some nice sun for them. And I get excited when I get there because I want to go see how they're doing. Because you literally bring them out of the ground. Mm -hmm. You put them in a box. I have these flower boxes from work. And you put them in a box and you drag them over to the library. Get ready. And you say, well, you poor little things. You're like, you know, I just want to go back where I was. But you put them in a nice pot. We mix our dirt with peat moss. Penny Dixon brought some compost. And then we have garden soil. Mm-hmm. So we mix a big tub of it, and that's what we use for each of our pots when we put them in. And then what will happen at the actual plant sale? So we will offer all kinds of, oh my God, we have so many varieties this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to have plants. I think we're going to probably have we'll have three raffles. Oh, okay. so yay. The, um, <laughs> the first raffle. raffle will be a herb garden in a, in a container. I want that. Ooh, I want that. You've seen these galvanized pots that are really trendy right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put a galvanized pot together with herbs. That would mm-hmm. be one raffle. And then I think the other two will be some beautiful hanging planters. Mm, that can never have enough. Two Lovely. years ago that mm-hmm. were very popular. Um, so that's that'll be a raffle. And then we'll just be like telling people, you know, especially the new families in town that don't know anything about their yards, you know, mm-hmm. whether they have sun, whether they have shade. Like that woman who moved from Florida, she always asks questions. Oh and you God. think, yeah, yeah if yeah. you live, grew up in Florida, you don't know what the heck is coming out of the ground right. here. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that these plants are native to mm-hmm. Mount Vernon. So you know if you have purchased, you know, your little plants here at the plant sale, you take them home, you know they're going to grow. And that they came oh. from someone else's yard. So, yes. Yeah. So. And we mark them with, you know, whether they need sun, whether they need shade, how tall they're going to be when they bloom. That's Shirley's expertise. Mm-hmm. She marks great. all the tags so helpful. with all that information. Mm-hmm. I know one of the highly sought-after plants every year is Jill Weber's peonies. Yeah, peonies. They're famous, right? And it's yeah. like there's four pots, I'm assuming, over in the corner. But you're really getting either heirloom or, you know, like special varieties. This isn't a regular plant sale. You just never know. And I've been lucky at the end of the plant sale, you know, as we're loading the books into the trailers, the plant ladies always say, take whatever you want. And it's hodgepodge of whatever's left. But most of my garden is that. And I'll say, oh, yeah, that yellow primrose Sally gave me that. And it's like, oh, it's taken over. And so yeah. I'll be giving that to somebody this year. Yeah. But <laughs> I love the plant sale because you never know what's going to be there. And when somebody like, you know, I don't know, Sylvia opens up her garden, I mean, that is some phenomenal, you know, perennial stuff that's coming over across the street. So you never know. It's exciting. This year, very unique in that you have no competition with junk jewels or the books. It's strictly right. a plant sale. So we have expanded it a little. Joanne, you're going to be doing something in the backyard, right? Yeah, Sue, you asked me if I wanted to do a little potted plants with the with the kids, and I am excited. I haven't bought the plants yet. I'll have to talk to you about what you think I should get. But 
we're going to plant them in a little um, ice cream cone cup. I heard that that would that that then you can just put that right in the ground and it. Composed. That'll be fun for them to carry. And that'll be fun to carry. Yeah, it's very so clever. So I'll very I'll clever. be there somewhere. You'll tell me where yeah. I should be, and we'll um, have a little fun with the kids. But yeah, we we aren't in competition, sadly, with all the events of Spring mm-hmm. Gala because yeah. this year we do not have a Spring Gala during that pandemic. But um, I think it'll be. I think it's gonna be day. great to be just plants that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I know we're putting out gardening books because we had you know a lot of donations. So I think it'll be fun. A little bit of gardening books, a little bit of kid corner, all your gorgeous plants and the raffles. It's gonna be so fun. I hope the weather's perfect. But if it's not, you know what we got. We got that. We got that. <laughs> <laughs> got that tent. We got that tent. I know. I think I'm so glad, Joanne, you're going to do that because then the parents can, you know, meander around the plants. Mm-hmm. The kids can be over with you. It's perfect. It's going to be We're good. Gonna and we so appreciate all your effort. You make it sound easy, but without you, there's no plant sale. So I don't know anyone who would hustle the way you do. And she had the 100 pots or 200 pots in her shed, too. Like, oh, all these pots just showed up in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Thank and you I for storing we, those. we need more. So if anybody has any more oh. pots hanging out. A request for pots. Okay. We're running we need out of a few pots. pots. So. Anybody out there in Radio Land? And do you want more plants? Are you still looking for people? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because we'll probably publish this in the next 48 hours. I want to so. be digging right to the last <gasps> day. Excellent. Oh, well, okay. All right, more plans. Well, Are you ready for the speed round? Us. Yes. So the speed round, you get to hear my bell. I have a few questions for you, right? You ready? Here we go. What is the last book that you've read? Last book that I've read. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, The Thorn Birds. Yes. Colleen McDonald. We and had, I, and I read it on Hoopla. Because, because the I, version, <laughs> tell the story. So I came to the library to get the version of the Thornbirds. I don't know what possessed me to reread the book, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad I Published did. 1972. So I come to the library and Bonnie gives me this book, hardback book, and I said, oh, great. It is falling apart. The <laughs> spine has, like, disintegrated. And I'm thinking, I'm going to wreck this book. And plus, I can't keep it in my lap because it's falling yeah. apart. Yeah. So Whoops. Bonnie goes, well, why don't you try Hoopla? And I'm like, what's Hoopla? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Right. <laughs> so it took me a while to read it, but what a wonderful book. It was like, so that old vintage version that, and we didn't delete it because people yep. still yep. read it. So even though it's fallen apart and it's original and old, like it's on the shelf, I thought it was funny. So you had the modern version and the vintage version. <laughs> <laughs> and I had never read a book on my iPad before. So and there you go. It was a new experience. Did you like it? I loved it. Hoopla like t- for the win. Yeah, hoopla was a good thing. All right, are you ready? What is your favorite flower? I don't have a favorite. <gasps> you don't? Mm-hmm. Can you? All right. Right now, I guess in my gardens, my favorite one that I'd have to say that I like now mm-hmm. is um, I have a. Um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. And my peonies. Um, <laughs> what color is it? It's a tall stalk with a ball on the end. Oh, the purple? The big yes. purple? Yeah, we have them on here. Allium. Allium for the win. So I love those too. I planted a bunch of alliums last fall. There's some in front of the fire nice. station because yes. Kelly Merrifield loves them too. Yep. And then she gave us a bundle and I put them in front of the door here because you yep. never know. Like They're an them. onion, aren't they? I think Technically, the onion family. Yeah. Because I have chives, and they make little tiny mm-hmm. of those. Merchants. So I know so that they're. I have to say, alum is Unusual. That's not what I thought she was going to say. I thought you'd say laylock. Yeah, because she's got them. They're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready for this one? What is your secret talent? <laughs> she has so many. I know mm-hmm. that question. And they're not secrets. I don't think those that question's yeah. fair. People oh, like man. time to think about what their secret talent is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, making people feel confident. Oh, oh that is that's true. I think because that's I true. deal with it, and I want to make other people feel more confident. Mm-hmm. And I think that is true. You have you have made me always feel really, you know, at ease. I feel slightly mothered by Sue. Like, you're good. You know, either my big sister or someone, you know, she's always checking in. How you doing? No, does anybody ask you, how is Sue doing? 
right? All right, that's too deep for speed. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you could change one thing about Mount Vernon, what would it be? Tennis courts. Oh. Oh, yes. All right. Oh, yes. My family would like that one. So we sent a survey out recently as part of a grant that I had to do. I had to survey the community, and that was the open-ended question. And there was a ton of great ideas, but now one person said tennis courts. Some said swimming pool. (laughs) So we'll put the two together and open a rec club over on McCullum Field. I think it would be great to have tennis courts. Where would you put them? Scott Foster's empty field by the school. Scott Foster's field. Yeah. Perfect. Just saying. I'm not a city planner, but if I was. Oh, he can subdivide that property. There's enough behind the, uh, behind the inn. Yeah. Is there a you can have no water, in? right? Is that the rule with tennis courts? Because well, they clay courts there, you need water. Right. But if you have a hard court, you don't need water. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I awesome. think a lot of people would like that. Great idea. All right, make it so. All right. <laughs> Your last question is, what is the first place that you'll go after COVID? Hmm. Or maybe you've already been someplace. Well, in the summer I go to South Dartmouth, Mass, mm-hmm. but we went last summer during COVID. Mm-hmm. So it will be different this year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get on a plane again. Would you? I'd like to go to the West Coast. Um, mm. I have a brother that lives there. And mm-hmm. Good friend. So I would probably go to the West Coast again. Mm-hmm. In September. Yes, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. And the flowers are gorgeous right. in like Washington State. Mm-hmm. The Queen Anne's Lace is Ooh. the size of a dinner plate. Wow. The dahlias are huge. I love dahlias. Because mm. they get all that rain. All right, book your flight now. Oh. Don't wait oh, until all the planes are full. So that's probably where I would go. All right, well, I think that's good. That's good timing. All perfect. Right, so. We are so happy that you agreed to come. You are a great friend to the library and to the community. Thank you. All you do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you guys helped me out too, so thank you to you. <laughs> all right, I got a, I got oh, you pre- all. I've got a present for you. I'm returning the vase that you made oh, a flower arrangement in. And I have a question for you. What a wonderful set of colors. Can you put daffodils and tulips together or will one kill the other? The daffodils send out a, they secrete a um, poison. It's not a poison, but it's a, Ooh. you'll see, you see how it's kind of, it's goopy. Yeah. Ooh. So Why it can kill that? other plants, but these, I think the, how long have these been in the vase? 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> and then we have a present to you. Um, as the chair of the Friends of the Library Plant Sale, Aww. we just wanted to thank you, and we do give a gift to our interview person, so it's a double double whammy. Thank you Before so much. the pain and agony of the sale, um, thank it's you. It's not going to be a pain and agony. It's going to be good, I know. Listen, it is not going to be I'm glad to hear it's a joy. Oh, what are we wearing at the plant sale? Oh, yeah. Aprons, hats. I don't know what we're going to do. All right, we got to do something fun. But So stay tuned, everybody. So everybody come to the plant sale, and... Um, don't need to bring a lot of money because the prices are low and go. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Very good. Low and, and go. And we'll have lots of bargains. So if you want to bring more money, you right. can get more plants. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for the Tiny Town Podcast May edition. And uh, join the friends, come to the plant sale, and we'll see you. Summer reading program right around the corner. We'll see you in June. All right. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.